as Levi Christ. <laughs> oh, this is my yellow today, isn't it fun? <laughs> I was walking around with uh, Patrick yesterday and needed to find something yellow. I mean, who wears yellow? Th- three out of a hundred, maybe. Um, but I found this t-shirt shop, so they had this, and I said, that's me. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> if this is your first time here, we are in the middle of a series um, <clears throat> studying the chakras, which are what I consider, what I call, the spine of your energy body. You have a physical body that has a spine. You have an energy body that is in alignment and actually larger than your physical body. And that, too, has a spine, and um, it is your chakras. And when you work with your chakras, when you open them and they're healthy, your energy body becomes fully available to um, live your magnificent self, which is the purpose of our series. Same way when your physical spine is healthy and flexible and strong, it really anchors you and allows you to move freely in the world. So... Um, our root chakra and our second chakra, we, were, we worked on those the last couple of weeks, and uh, you can listen to those talks um, on iTunes under the podcast. They're completely free for you. And today we're going to move upward and focus on the solar plexus. The program that I created years ago actually aligns the chakras with different stages of our childhood development. And so the solar plexus lines up with the time of your life between like 5 and 10 years old the um, elementary years, the years when you're really out there in the world and um, really beginning to make friendships, really um, having a lot more freedom from um, being tethered, quite tightly tethered to your um, parents or to whoever your caretakers are. It's your time to really start discovering who you are out there in the world, falling down and getting back up and, and really learning who you are and how to be. It is also a time where we really develop um, a deep um, knowing or not knowing that life is for you. It's a time in your life where creativity is abounding and imagination flows, and it's a very sensitive time because you're t- it's the time when it's, it's the part of us that holds the, the um, in third grade when the music teacher said, you can't sing, just mouth the words. Right? It's the time in our life where we really we had a lot more understanding about the dynamics that were happening in your family system. If you're in an alcoholic home or a, um, a broken home or whatever that means. If you're in a difficult, challenged, codependent home. Um, if, if, if those are the dynamics that you're in, you are strongly building your identity within that structure. And during that time of life... This solar plexus chakra is such a beautiful center to really let the will of God hold us. However, if we feel unsafe or uncertain for any reason, you take the reins and you become willful. We become manipulative. We go, oh, if I tell this story, then the kids will like me. If I hide this, my parents won't be mad at me. Now you're really in the game of controlling life. That's really what what occurs very strong in those developmental years. We really become, we're very clear on what will get us into trouble, what will get um, recognition and affirmation, what will make us be liked, what will make us be disliked. You're learning the game big time. And the challenge for all of us is that when we're not raised in a spiritually aware um, culture, which 
Really, we were not. We were not. It's waking up today profoundly. But we weren't raised in a culture that said, hey, how's your solar plexus chakra doing? <laughs> you know, how, how, you seem really willful right now. How can we transition so you're willing to let life show you who you're meant to be? We weren't taught those things. So you were really, I want you to understand, you were on your own in those troubled waters. You were on your own and you were brilliant. You were brilliant because you figured out how to make life work. You figured out how to navigate and get through. The challenge is, for many of us, that we are no longer that age. We're no longer stuck in those troubled waters. But that part of us has not let go. It's so afraid to trust life. And so any trigger of it, anything that happens that makes us remember, not consciously, but um, subconsciously, anything that triggers that, that seven-year-old, that eight-year-old, that nine-year-old, oh, I'm not safe, oh, back off, oh, lie, tell a story, cheat, do what I got to do, steal that money so I can hang out with my friends and go to the candy store, whatever it is, whenever those parts are triggered, if we're not in relationship with them, they take over. And then you walk away going, why did I just tell that story? Why did I just manipulate that whole situation? You walk away sort of upset with yourself because it's like, what just happened? But what happened is that that scared part or that unhealed part got triggered and it took over. And you were no longer willing to trust life. You became willful and you manipulated life to get through it. Imagine if that game were surrendered. Imagine what's possible for us if we're no longer manipulating life but trusting life. That's the journey that exists as possible inside of this chakra. Willful is telling God what to do. Willful is saying this is how we're doing it and this is what's happening. Levi actually said this to me this week. I love it. He said to me, he goes, God does not need my commentary. Isn't that great? God does not need your commentary. Life does not need your interpretation of it. The only one who is, suffers with your commentary and your interpretation of it is you because you get spun up into your head. You get spun up into saying this isn't wrong or this is wrong and this should be that way. and this should. We do it all day long in our culture for sure, and I don't know where you are in relationship to but all day long, that's not okay. Oh, that shouldn't have happened. Oh, that's bad. All day long. You are separating and dividing, labeling and calling things in or out of the game. That is using our will in a way that is not for our highest good. You also have learned how to use your will to make things happen in the world. And some of it was very, very good. But but the spiritual growth becomes, um, when we grow spiritually, we must learn how to discern. When is it using our will to advance something forward? And when is it our time to let go? Um, God's will, the, 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 the anchor, the base for this is that God's will is good. Very good. That's it. God's will for you is good. If you can affirm that over and over and over, for a while it will be in competition because what will happen is you, God's will is good and I surrender to it. You will feel the parts of you that don't trust. And you'll go, oh, this is why I don't. You'll feel it energetically because a part of you go, but how do I know God's will? But how do I know? What if I land living underneath a, a, a viaduct with no money, blah, blah, blah. Like, you'll go crazy. What if God leaves me in the junkyard? 
Like these are all the things we get to face once we go, God's will for me is good and I trust it. Upon that foundation, I want to talk about God's will for you. Because it's, and I really went into the Bible for this because I love going into the Bible. I just think there's some good stuff in there. So the first thing about God's will or the guidance that we get from the will of God, let me say this correctly. We are guided on how to be in relationship to life through the will of God. And the first thing that God says to us is to, in everything, give thanks. And in first. Thessalonians 5.18, it says, Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you. God's will for you is to be thankful in all circumstances. That is a spiritual practice right there. When someone leaves, be thankful in that circumstance. When the job is over, be thankful in that circumstance. When you are looking into your wallet and you have $1, be thankful in that circumstance. This is the maturation, maturation process. This is where many of us have backed off over and over and over and over again. Trouble, this is wrong, this isn't okay. This is bad. In the very moment when to declare God's will is good and to be grateful, oh my God, so few can do that. But you are being called. You are being called to be grateful in all things. No matter what the world says, no matter how crazy you feel, and the world will call you crazy. But the truth of the matter is, gratitude is not about, it takes us out of making what's occurring wrong, and it opens the space for what is possible in the experience to occur. If you're not grateful for what is happening, you are shut down and closed off, and the very gift that is in the experience is no longer yours. Gratitude keeps you open to receive in the midst of. Gratitude keeps you open to receive in the midst of what is occurring. So take a moment. Let's do this right now. Just close your eyes. What is happening in your life that you have heretofore deemed as wrong, as bad? If your pocketbook is empty right now inside this pocketbook, I am grateful. If a relationship is troubled, right in the middle of that troubled relationship, Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Show me the way. I am grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity that lives right here. If your physical body is screaming in pain, can you, can you get to the center of it and say, thank you, God, show me. Thank you, God. Thank you, God, for whatever is occurring. In all things, give thanks. In all things. The second direction is from Proverbs 3, 5-6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Trust God in everything. Similar to the same first one, right? But gives it a little bit different of a spin. But I love in this one, do not lean on your own understanding. Oh, sweetheart, you have been leaning on your own understanding far too long and too, too many times. Too many times. My understanding is so limited. My understanding in relationship to all that is occurring is, is a drop, is literally one drop. Really, if you could see for a moment your understanding compared to all that is, would you really want to trust that? Would you really want to trust a drop of understanding compared to the vast wisdom that is within this universe always working for your good? 
Really, let's get into relationship. How often do you lean on your own understanding and not pause and go, oh, dear God, the fact that I think I know what is right here puts all of us in trouble. We're all in trouble here because I think I know. When you lean on your own understanding, you're not teachable. And we must be teachable. We must have an opening for something new to come in. And if you're over and over and over leaning on your own understanding, what you're really saying is, I don't trust. I don't trust in this beauty. Trust in the Lord, which is the law. The Lord means law. Trust in the laws of this universe, which are for good. Uh, With all your heart, with all your heart, pour yourself into trusting. Trusting God. And that is a relationship that you must cultivate and build. That doesn't just happen. And you haven't been doing it your whole life. So the muscle of trusting God for many of us is pretty, what's the word? What happens to atrophied, right? Atrophied. Your trust muscle in trusting God, especially in the areas where your own understanding. See, your, your trusting God muscle became atrophied and your my way muscle became way too big. So my understanding is the muscle that says I will force this to happen. I will make this work. Even if I have to overpower you. Even if I have to shut you down. It becomes power struggle instead of power filled. God's will is power filled and there is no struggle. God's will allows everything to be included and creates the right path for you. But we must stop leaning on the drop Of your understanding. Are you willing to do that one? The next will of God. This is quite magnificent. Is to prosper. For I know the plans I have for you. Declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you hope. And a future. I don't know why that thing just makes me so happy. I want to punch somebody. (laughs) Right here. There is plan. There is a future for you. There are plans. There are plans being laid in the cosmic mind. There are plans being made within the consciousness of all that is for you, beloved one. For you. There is a plan. There is hope. There is a future for you. And inside of that, you will prosper. You will prosper whatever that means for you, and that is not the same definition for everyone. But what it does mean is you will feel so good. You'll have all your needs met. You'll be living in your creative flow. Your relationships will feel wonderful and juicy and fun. You'll feel healthy and vibrant. That's what will occur for you when you trust, when you you really allow this to occur. God's will is for you to be vibrant and to prosper. Please breathe that in. The will of God for you is to prosper, to be happy, to have purpose. There is a future. There is a possible future. Now stay with me on this. There is a possible future for you. It's possible, and it remains in possibility right now. Sometimes when you're in alignment with God's will, it comes two steps closer. But then you get willful, you do something silly, you take the wheel again, and you push that possible future away. If you are operating on the constructs of your will, this possible future will not be attained. It stands at risk of not happening. 
It's only possible right now. What makes a possible, loving, prosperous future your reality is your willingness to give up your controlling way. To give up my will and allow... Now, it's funky verbiage there. When I say my will, I mean the part of me that controls and manipulates and doesn't believe. If I move that aside... I think that there's another my will which aligns with God's will. So they're not separate is my point. It's not like yours is bad and it gets thrown out and God's is good and it has to stay. When I, you just got to get the, the gunk out of the way and then when you just go, oh, my will is God's will and it was better than I ever made up. It was better than I ever knew. Isn't that fantastic? The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the works of your hand, in the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your cattle and in the fruit of your ground. Isn't it good to know that your cattle is going to be well cared for? I think that's important. For the Lord will again take delight in prospering you as he took delight in your fathers. Again, it's separation, but think about the law of life. The law of life delights as you prosper. The law of life, as it fulfills itself through you, it's delightful. Everything tingles in joy as you prosper. How do you get yourself to really understand that your willingness to prosper is a part of the healing plan for humanity? Can you really allow yourself to, without making all the crap wrong, oh, I can't pay my bills, blah, 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 going down that craziness, just in this moment... The universe delights as I prosper. Is that magnificent? The universe delights as you, you, you prosper. Become your full, beautiful self is really what prosper means. As you become yourself, the universe delights. So how do you know if it's God's will for you, an idea? Because this is where we get stuck on the field. Well, I don't know if God wants me to do that. Do I move to San Francisco and (laughs) become a drag queen? Or do I go to Iowa and buy a farm? Which one do I choose? Right? They have some similarities, maybe. Um, (laughs) We find ourselves stuck so often in our minds. What is mine to do? Is it this? Is it that? I don't know. If I step forward in this, what will happen? What if it isn't God's will? What if it isn't? Fear creeps in. So three things that I want you to think about when you're asking, is this God's will? Number one, does it grow you spiritually? Does it grow you spiritually? For one person going to the farm in the earth is the perfect way to grow spiritually. Because when they touch that ground, they are connecting with life. For the next person, it's to go put on a show and a wig and whatever they want to do because the creativity explodes through them and they're beautiful and magnificent. There is no one way. There's your way. Do you feel like you're growing spiritually? Do you feel God in what is occurring? You know, when I was a choreographer, some of you know that, some of you don't know that was my career prior to this. Um, There were, you know, that's not a spiritual job. It's a creative job for sure. But I will tell you, every time I was in the job, it was timeless. 
It was timeless. And the magic that would occur and what would happen when the show started taking shape and everyone started, the movement started working with the music and the kinks got worked out and something beautiful started occurring on that stage. It was, it was truly spiritual to my soul. It's truly spiritual to my soul. You have that too, whatever it is. Is it the desire of your heart? Is it your heart that wants this? That takes some discernment because between the age of 5 and 10, you spent a lot of time trying to figure out what your mom wants for you, what your dad wants for you, what your peers think you should be doing, what your religion thinks you should be doing. Someone says, oh, you should be a teacher. Oh, you should be a nun. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you have to. All this stuff is overlaid. We've got to really clear ourselves of, of all the stuff that we took on and then get to the center of your heart. What is the desire of your heart? And it might be very different. It might be the same, but it might be very different than what you've been doing, than what you've been trying to be for someone else. So does it grow you spiritually? And is it the pure desire of your heart? Does it make your heart sing? That's the difference. Does your heart sing at the idea of it? And finally, and I love this one, is there a need? Does it, another way to say it is, does it serve humanity? That must occur today. It has to. We are no longer in the old paradigm of, will it make you a million dollars? Then build it. It's, we're not in the age of, um, yeah, I'll invest my money into that factory. Who cares if it's plowing down the, field, plowing down the trees and, and ruining the air and polluting the community it's in? I'm making money off of it. That's over. That is over. You are too spiritually involved. It must serve humanity. What If it's sitting there playing a guitar in a, cafe, in a coffee shop to building a business, whatever it is, it has to cause a ripple of good within the fabric of humanity. So does it spiritually expand you? Is it your heart's desire? And does it make a positive difference in the world? If that is it, then your will can al- aligns with God's will. Then it's a decision. My will is God's will, and all that I need to do and be and to fulfill it is mine now. Then you step into powerful affirmation. You step into powerfully trusting God to lead the way. It's a big shift, you guys. It's a big shift to let go over and over and over. It doesn't mean you lose your voice, but it does mean we have to check our voice. <laughs> you know, It doesn't mean that you don't step up and go, no, this won't happen here. But you do have to do it inside of oneness and for a greater good, including you. So, so it doesn't make you a doormat. It, it makes you more powerful. It makes you choose. And only you can prove these laws. I can talk to you all day long about them, but only you sitting by yourself in your home or, or, or in your own oneness when you're sitting in those questions and you're in that inner dialogue, you are the one who then can begin communing with God and asking these questions for yourself. What I know is that when this chakra is open, and flowing and free of of the gunk and the control and the manipulation, God's will just becomes clearer and clearer and clearer, and you're a magnet for all you need. Yes? All right, take a deep breath. Whew, let's move into some prayer. 
invite our spiritual counselors to come forward and anchor this time. The rest of you, I invite you to just turn within, take a nice deep breath. In this moment, I recognize God, the one power, the one presence. It is good. It is only good. I recognize this presence as my life. And in this moment, I know that not only am I one with God, but each of us is one with God. That's all that is happening. The truth of our spirit, the truth of our nature, our natural state is this thing called God. And it is harmonious, it is free, it is magnificent, it is prosperous, it is sourced, it is, it is all that is. It is my life. And in this moment, I declare for myself and each one of us here that we surrender everything else unlike it. This is the day. This is the holy appointed day. And we are anointed here now to let go and let God like never before. We surrender the manipulation. We surrender all of the overlays that society has told us who we should be. We surrender them and let them go. We surrender trying to make life happen. We surrender the willful part of us that pushes and pushes and pushes. We let it go here and now and we just let the flow occur. Oh, when we surrender when we let go of everything, oh, the sweet spirit of God that rises up, that rises up and shows us the way over and over and over. We go, oh my God, this is so good. Oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. This is what we're surrendering to. We're surrendering to the goodness of God. We're surrendering to the magnificent life that works in our favor. We're surrendering to the miracle that is right here, right now, at hand, possible. Please say yes to that. Yes. Yes. Surrender right now to your miracle. Breathe it in. Breathe it in. Surrender all. Let it go. Take a breath. I surrender all. Open your hands. All to Thee, my blessed Spirit, I surrender all. Join with me and lift your hands up. Let it go. I surrender. <laughs> give it up. Give it up. I surrender. All. All to thee, my blessed spirit. I our hands down to our heart as we allow ourselves to just feel the freedom of this prayer, to feel the joy of this surrender. And what I know and affirm is that God has already filled the void. God's goodness, God's love, God's life. This is what we surrender to and allow. Thank you, sweet spirit, for the transformation. Thank you, sweet spirit, for the opening, for the letting go, for the willingness. Thank you, life for your ability to have our back at every turn and to wait patiently 
in the times we do not let go, never giving up. Life never gives up. Never gives up. Thank you, sweet life. And I give thanks for the fulfillment of this prayer. I give thanks for the good and the bounty and the freedom and the peace and the well-being that is all ours because of its fulfillment. In gratitude, I let this prayer be, and together we say, and so it is. Amen. Mm. Thank you.